Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacey. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Hello there. Hello. And uh, welcome to another episode, another conversation. Stace and I have been talking about social media and we want to open the gates to bring that into this space today. We are going to be talking about some strategies, some perspectives, and how you can step forward as an empowered, inspired leader into the space, just as I know you all want to be. Mm, Yeah. And social media is a passion of mine. I love talking about it. I love helping people amplify their message through social media, but I do... And I don't want this to sound snarky. And I did say that I had my sassy pants on this morning. I wasn't going to try and be sassy. Be sassy. Be sassy. Be (laughs) sassy. We all want it. I am so tired of people complaining that they aren't getting results from social media when they're not even putting 5% freaking effort into building their business on social media. If they're trying organically to grow their business and then they complain to me that it's not working... And we look at what they're doing and the time that they're investing into that growth. I'm just like, girl, like, mate, seriously, like, let's really think about it. (laughs) Okay. This is me. And Stacey does say something similar to me. Specifically (laughs) about you. But I'm looking at you on this video right now going, listen to me. (laughs) I know. And I will be completely honest and say, I can drop into complaining about this, but I also do, and you've got to admit, I do take ownership of the little energy and effort and empowerment I have been bringing to this space because I've just not had it. And there's a range of reasons for that. I have not been cultivating that energy and that vision. I have not been committing through my will, through that desire to create change. I've not been committing. I've not been consistent and I've not applied my creative juices to this space. Mm. So I fully own this, but I do complain. And we talk a lot about things that I'm having issues with, how I feel, how I feel uninspired, how I feel blocked in post-creation, how I struggle to raise my voice and share the things I know. And I know a lot of things. I have a lot of wisdom from business, from the spiritual perspective, and I still struggle. 
So mm. we're bringing this today because yeah, I'm absolutely. meeting a lot of people in but that. It's energy. it's also such a like a twofold kind of thing. Like you can create shitty content and have shitty results. You can cre- create really fucking good content and have shitty results because you're not making it the easy pathways for people to pay you. And I know, and we brainstormed the sessions until the end of the financial year for our Elevate um, group membership. Yes, we did. And one of the things we talked about was um, accessibility. <laughs> and yep. um, I was just thinking, you know, how easy it is to create really good content and still be struggling to convert people into your client space because you don't have the systems and, and processes in place to make it really easy for people to buy from you or to connect with you um and that's you know that's another part of it and we can talk about that on another episode but I just wanted to bring that to light for anyone who's thinking but I am getting really good results and so this conversation doesn't feel like it's for me but I you know I'm actually not getting the sales and that is another huge part of why so many people on social media put effort in with little results is because you're not actually putting things in front of people at the right time in the right space and the right way to funnel them into your world and into your energy. So that's a whole a whole thing. But I think the the biggest thing that most people are struggling with right now is like this whole idea that you need to be consistent to show up on social media. Um, and consistency doesn't mean every freaking day, all day, every day. And that's where I guess people get confused. How do you feel about when people say to you, I'm like, oh, you know, it's the consistency that makes the difference. I believe that we need to change our perspective on consistency because what I'm noticing is that those I feel most connected to on social media, those I am developing relationships on social media with, uh, they're not posting every day. They're not teaching every day, but they are consistently showing up in some way every day. And they have their breaks, but I, I don't really feel their absence on those days off away from social media because they're showing up consistently. They're sharing their life. They're talking about their experiences. And the more I see people in what they do and what they're inspired by and how they live their lives, the more I connect with them. And that's not to say they're sharing every deepest, darkest cavern of their life. I don't believe in this show all of who you are thing that is out there at the moment. But I I do see that there is a consistency because people stepping away creates holes and it's very hard for us to leap over those holes to get to them. Mm. And I like, I'm a big fan of showing up every day. And I know you've told me I sounded snarky once in a training before. Where I'm like, if you can't be inspired enough to show up in your business every day on stories, then there's a problem. And you're like, wow, that was really harsh, Stace. Um, but I feel Good like- harsh. It's a message that people need to hear. So that consistency, I think, is really important to be front of mind, to be dropping your personality um, traits into your conversations and your connections with people. Like that's a whole thing that I teach people so that there are these like identifiable parts of your personality that people relate to and think about you even when they're not around. And this is quite evident with me 
Um, it's not necessarily a strategy, but it's just bringing awareness to this one thing that works really, really well. And that's to find some parts of your personality that you share consistently so that people think of you when they see or hear that thing when you're not around. And for me, Harry Potter, huge one. I get tagged and sent (laughs) Harry Potter shit all the time. And I fucking love it. The other thing is skulls. Like people, even mums from my kid's school, like will tag me in this random skull stuff on Facebook. Um, And I just like, well, that's part of my personality. Like if you came into my house right now, like even at my desk, I can see seven like pieces of artwork and sculptures and things that are skull related. Um, And so like, I know that's part of my personality Um, and anything like witchy and and gothic I, I love. And I tend to say to my clients, you know, that is something easy that you can consistently show up with. And like, I think for you, Em, yours is like journaling and um, your um, like coffee mugs and things like that that you can just really weave into it. Yeah, and crystals. crystals. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, it's making a point of dropping that stuff into your consistency so that if someone is out and about and like if you're all about the color yellow you love everything yellow you wear yellow and they're out and about and they see a jacket that's yellow and they think of you that means you're doing a really freaking good job at bringing your brand awareness your personal branding into their reality and you know if they send it to you amazing sometimes you know you won't know that they're thinking of you but when they do that means you're doing something right because you're in their unconscious when they're out and about running their own lives. And that's a huge thing that you can start to implement. So I was just thinking about the analogy of going out with your friends, of being around your family and sitting there and not engaging in any way. There's conversations going on around you and you're not actually stepping in and sharing your perspectives. How can people create connection with you? How can they get to know you? How can they see you and be inspired by you. And that's what social media is like, really. It's a space where it is very busy. And the reality is that we do need to step forward and share our voice in some way. And that's not always about what we do. Oh, hi, I've got this offer today. It's not about that. It's about, hello, this is who I Mm. am. This is what my values are. This is my vision. This is me being wholly me and being able to inspire you to be wholly you and step forward and speak your truth. I just imagine you stepping up in a nun outfit to sing in Sister Act then as like, holy, <laughs> holy you. Are you serious? <laughs> not, Sister Act? Not, not yet. Nun? <laughs> not with the W, holy, which I'm assuming you, you meant as a, a whole, whole yes. you. <laughs> not, yes. Not a holy version with the, uh, the uh, habit on and things like that. That's just my, my brain going off on a little tangent today. Um, yeah. That's what she does. That's what uh, she yeah, does. Yeah, for sure. And that's just, you know, creating consistency with your brand values and all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's really simple when you get into a rhythm with it. But creating, like, a space in your life to create content for social media, for your feed, and I'm not talking about stories here but how do you feel you're going and I know you're gonna eye roll me here right now I can see it um eye rolling yet (laughs) how do you feel that you're going with the the energy that you're putting into creating content me personally yeah oh I struggle 
a struggle and it feels like a different energy between my stories and my feed. It feels like I have to try harder, which is part of the problem. It feels like I have to construct my posts in a different way. And I have been in a way that I never used to have experiencing this rush of doubt when I post. And I'm a little bit it's hard to admit this because I have been in such power previously. Mm -hmm. I have shared with such passion. I built an entire business based on social media. One of those groups got up to 30,000 people. It was a very successful business. And I never back then worried about what I was sharing. I was so passionate. I used to just put it out there, but I've gotten into a cycle where I'm overthinking, I'm overconstructing And I am worrying if I'm writing something that others will engage with. And that's not a place of good energy. That's not a place of inspiration. No. So, of course, I run out of ideas. Of course, my inspiration dries up because I'm constantly having to fight this energy of what is this going to look like today? And that is not how I want to naturally show up. It's not a place of passion and social media needs to be a place of passion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you're feeling vanilla when you're posting, like, or you're writing content or you're creating content, then that's how it's going to appear to everyone else. And there's enough vanilla in the world. And I know I've said this, I think in this space before maybe, or another space where I've been talking about it. If you want to blend in and you don't want to stand out and you don't want to put that effort in of elevating your personal brand out there to be someone to look up to, then it's, it's, it's just not worth it. And it's easier just to get a job <laughs> and, and work for someone else. I, I think, I feel, I see that... The desire isn't to avoid standing out. The the worry and doubt is around standing out in the wrong way. And especially warrior women who have big voices, big visions, look, we are opinionated. There's a lot of fire in our voice when we are unleashed. And it's it can feel like a challenge getting out there and just sharing it all. Ripping yeah. it off, ripping off the, the the bindings and just getting out in there and sharing. Because I know that when I am just in my rebellious, it's a bit of a different energy to sassy. It's a bit of a <laughs> re- rebellious and there's a lot of fire. Then I have others coming towards me <laughs> on the attack and ready to shoot me down. However, there's also that energy of, well, what? if I'm actually repelling people and that's where a shift needs to happen. It's caring more about what people want to hear than sharing from that fire. Again, it's not a great energy to be in on social media. No. And if you have a look at my content, it's pretty much like, even though I'm like the digital marketer, I always call myself the anti-digital marketer because for people in this 
space, the mission-driven, the soul-driven, the creatives, the healers, the leaders that are like us, they don't do well with social content planning and batching content mm. and, and making mm. just the normal stuff that you would do for any other business. I it tried. doesn't quite work for us. <laughs> I so, tried. I did try. It I was mean, it's great disaster. and it makes it easy, but it doesn't work for us. And I'm so much the same. I create content when I'm inspired and I just go with the flow. And a lot of the stuff that I post about is just honestly from conversations I'm having with clients at the time. And I, and you will probably, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I feel like I grew up never really giving a fuck what anyone thought. And I feel like it just came really naturally to me to just be the, the different kid and to just not care what anyone thought and just to stand out a little bit and... I thrive on conflict, <laughs> not in like an argumentative way, but I love just facing up to people. Like I remember having, you know, one of those you know fallouts with your girlfriends back in the day and it was just so juvenile and ridiculous, nothing related to business whatsoever. <laughs> but it's just all this bickering and shit going on between this group of friends and I'm just like, oh, stuff it. I'm, I'm just going to rock up to hers and, and talk to her face to face. And she was so blown away that I did that. And we had like a full on adult conversation and I'm just like, I just needed to, to see you and look you in the eye and talk to you face to face and tell you what's actually happening and perceive reality and all of that sort of stuff. So it's kind of just been in my blood that that's the way that I have handled many social situations. So well, I'm the opposite. I'm yeah. the opposite because I, I cared so much about what people thought because I felt like I had to hide that inner fire. I had to hide who I was. I had some early experiences where I was shamed in front of groups of other girls. And I think that set me up for a life of feeling like I had to suppress that part of me that couldn't be accepted into society. And that has come forth more in the last few years when I, I went on that path of discovery and I discovered all this was in deep in there where I I am strong. I am opinionated. I did get in trouble in the earlier days of my life where I would just go forth and, and shed my, share my opinion. So I had the opposite experience where I was, I was like, I was afraid to really speak out because I experienced hordes of people putting me in my place. And that was very, very difficult for me. Yeah. So I didn't have friends. I was the one who was an outsider. I'm very intolerant, intolerant too, to be honest. I just couldn't tolerate, I'll just say it, stupid people, who people who I have believed throughout my life to be stupid and to not have the same values. Stacey's high tolerant, highly tolerant. I'm not. So we've had the yeah. opposite experience. Oh, there. yeah. I, and it's interesting because, um, yeah, even though we our journey of life like travels a, a very similar path and we laugh about it all the time and everything, but our personalities, our astrology, like everything's so different, different. with the way that we are built. And mm -hmm. for me, like I, uh, yeah, like, I've always been the anti-trend person. And if anyone, even if I'm just about to go do something, like if my husband, if I've been sitting there and I'm thinking, right, at 10 o'clock I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this thing, if Craig will come in and he'll say, hey, Stace, can you do this thing? I'll be like, no, nah, too busy, can't do it, 
even though I know like in three minutes I was just about to get off my ass and go do it because I hate being told what to do and if I think it's a, a, a unique idea or if I want to do something different and I see someone else do it I'm like nope stop it someone else is doing it I'm not doing it um and I'm, yeah, whereas I'm totally I like I have very strong vision I have very strong opinions and I'm not uh, completely put off by doing things other people do, even though I'm very rebellious and I am an innovator and I'm a pioneer and I want to do things my way. Someone else doing it doesn't put me off so much, but I want to be the leader of it. I want my opinions to be heard. I want my vision to be followed, not others. So you can see how I might have had some struggles here early yeah. in life. And we do joke. I think I may have said this before that I'm just someone who walks into a room and women oh, are deciding repel. they hate me before I've even taken a breath. I I annoy people just for existing. So I've had to had to carry this as well. Yeah, but like I was bullied in school. Um, and I remember, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but do you remember Chris Hen from primary yes. school? And yes, I got in I trouble because he was being a, a prick. He was, let's just say that. Um, it was primary school, so, you know, like it's it feels all so emotional now. <laughs> Looking back, it's probably nothing. <laughs> it always does. But we were standing at the, the edge of the oval, which had a big hill on it, and he was being a prick to me. And I just went, you know what, stuff ya, go to hell. And I punched him and kicked him, and he rolled down the hill. <laughs> We were at a Catholic school. I was made to go sit in the corner and think about what Jesus would say. And mum got called in. And, like, I just remember that was, like, a moment where I was just like, I'm not putting out with shit from anyone. And then I remember this other girl, Bianca, was just being an absolute, ugh. She was being horrible to me uh, in the cloakroom. And I punched her in the face and I broke her glasses. I don't sound like a very nice person, but violence. (laughs) To be honest, I was shocked recently (laughs) when Stacey told me these things for the first time. I had no idea. But again, opposite experience because I used to get called in to the school because I would talk back to the teachers when I wouldn't accept what they said or when I argued with them about stories on the media that I didn't believe or I believe needed to be explored in a different way. So I didn't have issues with the kids. I had issues with teachers. Yeah. So See, it I was, wasn't I was until... bullied, but I, I did stand mm. up for myself, but even all through high school because I was the scene kid, you know, the skater punk chick. I was not like everyone else. Um but again, our personalities took it to a different place. So um, this is why this works. Yeah, because yeah, totally. we have opposite perspectives of the same journey. Yeah, and I think that that very much um, influences then how we show up in the world to share our message in business. Oh, for when sure, we reflect this is back totally to how our whole personality was formed during those such crucial years of our lives. Um, and and I think that's where I'm at the point now where I'm so shocked where you say that you worry about when you're creating content about what people are going to think about it. I think the more polarising that you can possibly be... Uh, the more successful I am, exactly. that shows. And people... Mm feel that passion and those values and they align to that and they want to follow you. And those that don't align with that message or they disagree with you, they're not your people. So, like, the more you can just get them out of your space, the better. But I will also say that I'm very much a person who, um, even though I say, like, I'm confrontational and a a violent human, not anymore, 
Well, not so much anyway. Um, But I love hearing people's opinions. So if I share something where I'm very matter of fact, I never feel like I'm 100% correct. And I think that you're different, Em, because you stand by 100% what you believe is what you believe and everyone Mm -hmm. else can toss off. And (laughs) I don't know if I think that. I just... Oh, you post it all the time. You're like, oh, if you don't agree with me, don't be friends with me on Facebook kind of thing. And... (sighs) Yeah, okay, okay. You do. Yeah, that. for sure. Like, that's you. That's a, don't deny it. It's there. It's, it's in yeah, the text okay. space forever. I'm um, the Aries warrior. I am. Whereas I'm like, okay, tell me more about why you feel that way. And I'm very much a conversationalist as far as that goes. And I, I do love- that too. I do that too. But if people come back with absolute BS responses that are just based in fluff and but that's your just- perspective. And that's why I know. Like, I'm totally like, I'm just like, you can be in my space and I value your opinion, but um, I'm still going to have my say. Um, whereas, yeah, I think you are a bit different to me in that regard. But when it comes to She's content... a lot nicer than me. I'm not nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'd like, well, oh, yeah, I probably am just... <laughs> yeah. You, you won't Even get you're punched. smiling now and... <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, I'm looking at you like, hmm. <laughs> We're just so Someone different. messaged me on Instagram the other day, bless her, love her to pieces. And, she, and I was sick and I posted a story and I was like, oh, hey, you know, like I've been unwell, blah, blah, blah. And she messaged me. She's like, I honestly have never seen you not smiling on social media. Mm-hmm. Even when you're having a shit day or you're sick, you're still smiling. And it's not a, a front. It's not fake. Like I legitimately am a happy-go-lucky human who doesn't stress over the small things like it's not and I'm not that I'm very very serious and I've had to come to acceptance with that because I've been in that space of I think I should be something different and it's very interesting the the more connected I got to myself the more these things these struggles came up and this is a journey I'm seeing with a lot of the mission driven women especially those who are on that feminine journey who are going into themselves suddenly those emotions start to come up and they amplify and they start to get in the way so all of this is absolutely related to social media Mm. so being who you are is absolutely essential one of the the mantras declarations you could say that a coach of mine came up with with me was ruthless compassion and loving truth. And this has been part of that embodiment of who I am and being able to show show that in those social spaces is that ruthless compassion. It doesn't look like everyone else's, but I get to embrace that. And I, when I share from that, there's a lot more inspiration, a lot more passion, free inspiration and free passion that I can share. And I see that in states as well, when she's smiling and happy and welcoming of others in a way that I'm not, it's that inspirational energy and a passion. So embracing your unique expression of passion is the shift here and letting it all be okay. Mm, yeah. So I like, I really just want to ask you the question for those that are listening in on this crazy <laughs> conversation we're having today is like how it's gotten deep it's gotten so deep (laughs) how do you feel about the way that you're showing up on social media right now do you feel like you are representing your true personality your true strengths your true values and if you were to audit 
your content and have a look back through, do you feel like the language that you use in everyday life is weaved into the content that you're writing? Or are you showing up in video like you your friends would see you? And the ones that really master influence on social media are the ones that can say without a doubt 100% I'm showing up as the complete version of me on social media. And I want you to really think deep into and reflect back on your content and see if your personality is coming through. And this is part of the process of discovery that needs to happen is we need to strip away what we think we want and who we think we are and really go into that place of who am I really and who am I designed to be? What are my values? What are my desires? Creating safety around stepping out and expressing your full truth. And something I wrote just this morning when I was journaling was that often we need more of what we don't want to create and achieve what we do. So that's going in and getting uncomfortable and actually going, well, who do I want to show up as that truth that we haven't had access to before? How do I feel aligned in the expression? Because we've often been stepping up from a place of disconnection, from a a place of that not knowing that we do need to recalibrate. And that doesn't necessarily take long. It's just a shift that needs to happen. And this is some of the work that we do in Elevate, our group container as well, between Stace and I, is making those shifts. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to challenge you to the core like a lot of coaches and healers Mm. say that you've got to go and do the shadow work. And I can say that's BS, absolute BS. Did that, didn't get any further. It's actually looking at yourself and going, who is this warrior, this mystic, this alchemist? And that's where the astrology comes in for me. It's unveiling so you can step out in social media. And social media is just the thing we're talking about today. But really, this is your whole life, whether you're building a business on the ground, whether you're building a business on social media, whether you're doing it through your website, this is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we just really want you to, the more that you're aligned to your, sounds so cliche when I say that, like aligned to your truth and your inner power. Like, I know I, you hate those terms, hate but in, at the, this is what we need to do. I know. Reality. I know. Um, Emma always jokes because my least favorite word in the whole entire world is abundance. I knew you would know it. I knew you would know that. I hate that word. And not that I hate abundance in general, but when people are talking about earning money and they're calling it abundance, it's like, no. Like, ugh, Oh, look, all these me. words are overused and they've lost their meaning. And even the people saying them and teaching them don't even have that fiery connection to what those things actually are. So I cringe too, to be honest, and I hate that I have to say it sometimes. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, the, the more that you're aligned to well, A, just not giving a shit what anyone thinks about what you have to say. Like that's – I honestly want everyone to go out into social media today and write a post that they are just dying to say that they've been too afraid to say out loud. I want you to just go write it and put it out and be like, stuff it, it's out there. That's just how I feel. Um, 
And, you know, the more that you're aligned to that and the more inspired you'll be to just keep showing up. And I hate this idea that social media has to be this perfectly engineered thing. And, I mean, it's completely different for, like, e-commerce and other brands and things like that. But for us... Um, you know, we are a personal brand. It is supposed to be imperfect. It's supposed to be fluid and it's supposed to transform with our journey as we ourselves are transforming. So this whole idea of this perfectly curated um, content plan and, and execution of that content plan, it just makes me want to gag. And yes, there are points where I'm working with clients and I'll say like, these are the milestones that we need to hit. And these are the strategies that, are, you know, will really work for you personally with social media, but it doesn't have to be this perfect, like, it doesn't have to be all the gorgeous photo shoots and like content that looks perfect every time and your grammar doesn't have to be bad like good like you can misspell things if that's your personality like just bring it like don't worry about everything being this perfection and not worrying about what other people are going to think or the one thing um, as I talk to my clients about creating social media ritual which is an anagram that I use for creating content in a more intuitive space, one of those parts of that is to not worry about having intention behind what you're getting back out of content. There's no need to focus on ROI. It's just that I'm putting it out there. I use my stories directly for ROI purposes and I track that for for me to see who's watching, who's clicking, all of that sort of stuff because for me that's, you know, my analytical brain. But for the content side of things, I never post something and I think, oh, I hope I get a sale out of this or I know this is going to speak directly to someone and I know I'm going to get a whole bunch of likes and I'm going to get a whole bunch of comments. Um, It's always just I put it out there. Yes. And I was actually, again, journaling about this in the same day that I journaled that other thing I just shared is that we need to release attachment to people wanting what we have to share. Mm. And that's not necessarily offers because we do need to think about our soul clients and all of that. But that's that everyday thing of showing up, that ritual. It's that I've got to create something that people want. This is killing our creative forces. And, of course, you need to align your magic to where you want to go and who you want to work with. But if we're writing every line based on or every post based on I need someone to want this, I want this to be appreciated, I want this to be celebrated, then you're not going to be in that energy that Mm. you're going to raise what you're doing up to the level where it can be seen and witnessed in the magic that you are. So releasing attachment to people wanting what you have to say will allow you to create things that people want. It's a difficult thing, releasing attachment, but again, this is the work. Yeah, yeah. That we need to do. And look, for some people in our area of expertise with mission driven women, they do struggle with the content creation side of things. And that's where I have a you know proven process that I work my clients through with their content themes and the content elements and all of this layers of content that I walk them through. But that's more so just to create um, a clear message from your content. Some structure. Some structure is necessary. Um, And sometimes it comes naturally to people where they just know that they have this, you know, these three kind of things that their business focuses on. But for multidimensional women, 
it can be really difficult. So having some structure with the content themes and elements can be really beneficial for you. So I'm not just saying like, just write whatever's on your mind because they there does need to be consistency in some forms of the message and the tone that's coming across. And, um, you know, I, I I see this all the time where you've got a coach who in the stories is, you know, you feel like their personality is this one way and, and then they get on their content and then they start talking in these big, deep spiritual words and it's like, damn, that doesn't even sound like it's come out of your mouth. And so as a consumer, it just jars that consistency and it does stop you from building that trust, like in little, little micro doses of trust that we build. And when there's that conflict of values and, and tone in your brand message, there, there, is, there is that conflict there. So just having an idea of what, you know, if you pick a few different things, and this is where I'm saying like multidimensional, you don't have to pick one niche, but just picking a few of things that you really want to be known for and being able to show up with those and brainstorming ideas for me comes really easily. Yeah, I can look at someone's think- business and they come up with a hundred ideas, but when you're so close to it, it's really difficult really difficult because you're just so in it and then you worry about is it the right thing is it going to be leading someone here or one thing I had a client say recently is oh I can't post that piece of content because I need to post this other thing first so this piece of content makes sense and I was just like wow that's that's an intense way of thinking about creating content because no Mm. one's going to give a shit um yeah yeah and I I think that we can also get confused because there's conflicting messages about showing all of who you are, keeping it completely real and uh, showing up in the way that you want to share yourself. Now, be real, but you don't need to share your life story every single fucking day. We don't need to know that your dog is in pain and you had a breakdown because of that. We don't need to know that you came upon some trauma this week and you've spent three days processing it. You don't need to share that stuff if it's not aligned with you and your work and what you're bringing to the world. Mm. It's just about keeping it real. There are people that take that very seriously, though, aren't there? Oh, yes. And and share everything. And you look at them and you just go, wow, your life's just a complete mess. Like, you're completely negative all the time. Like, oh, it's just such a sad sob story constantly. And I think you know who I'm thinking of as well. <laughs> oh, there's lots of them. And uh, yeah. I honestly think, especially the warrior women, the visionaries, we're getting over it. We're getting over of trauma leading the way in all of these spaces. We're getting over that business. Our business is becoming all about healing trauma because actually that's not the reality. That's what they're building their business on. And you don't have to do that too. People Mm. aren't necessarily going to engage with hearing all about your trauma. You don't need to share that. And you don't need to show up in all of who you are every single day. I certainly don't show up in the way that I show up for my husband. And you all are probably grateful for that. I don't show up in my mother energy that I have with my son. I don't need to. So you don't need to put on a million different faces every day on social media. You get to show up as that leader, as that teacher, as that alchemist, that pioneer, whatever is real, but allows you to grow in your business and really engage 
with your soul circle and connect with your future clients. This is what I'm learning. Mm, Yeah. And again, when you're in the space where you get really comfortable with that, you get in a flow and things just become easier. And it's, it's not because it's like, oh, it just, it feels better when you're showing up and it's just real and creating content becomes easier because there's no facade and you don't have to worry about how you look and how things feel and how people are going to perceive things. It's just showing up. Yes. Powerful so stuff. let's jump into some conversation about Instagram versus Facebook with all this amazing truth and showing up because they're very different platforms. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confusion about what to go with, a lot of debate, mind you, and that can be quite emotional debate because people <laughs> want to feel heard and people want to be validated in what they think. Uh, and it, there is a lot of us out there who think we need to be successful on both to have a very successful business. So share a little of oh, your expertise yeah. here. Uh, is it, that's an interesting thing because I... I was witnessing a conversation and I've had clients who have been very much the same where they don't use social media to build their business at all. And I find that so freaking inspiring and actually really, really cool. Um, and I, I, I love that I have clients that have, have that success. And as I think I've said before, like my digital marketing business mostly runs on SEO, so I don't use social for it. Um, but the whole idea of like picking which platform you go on, it's a really, really good conversation to have to see what you align with better because, you know, I, I talk about the frequencies of, of the different platforms and their personalities and they do have completely different personalities. Instagram, Facebook, um, I did a, a Facebook um, audience attraction challenge recently where I went through this and I explained that, um, Instagram is your like your bestie who is just like that surface level friend that you go out party with, have a few shots of tequila, have a messy night. There's no deep and meaningful conversations. It's just a woo girl who is just fun and flashy, and you just have lots of yeah good times with. Versus- I'm not a woo girl. This is why I struggle with it then, because I'm not a woo girl. Yes. and I run away from woo girls. And Facebook is more of the friend who will just randomly turn up because they intuitively thought that you were sad and lonely with a bag of donuts and your favourite drink and will just climb into bed with you and have a conversation about everything that's going on in your life. It's that deep and meaningful relationship where you can talk about stuff with no judgement. And that's why Facebook is like that deep and meaningful place where your content needs to go those extra layers deeper versus the scrolling like party girl vibe of Instagram. And I mean, all of the other platforms have their own personalities as well, like LinkedIn and Twitter and, and TikTok and all the other ones. Like they have their own personalities, but we'll just talk about these main two. Um, and that's why, like, I love, I have friends who are woo girls and I can be a woo girl for my friends if they need it. And that's why I enjoy Instagram. It's quick, it's scrolly, it's like good, fun, surface level stuff versus the Facebook where you get to explore things on a deeper, more meaningful level and have better conversations. And there's not as many bots and it's not as automated and it just gives you a space where you can 
you can have better conversations with people. I, and that's, you know, it's not just a personal opinion. This is, you know, from years and years of research and working with multiple businesses and um, you know, influencers. And I've got a lot of experience here. So it's like, which frequency do you want to fit in? And it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. But you do need to adjust your content to each platform because the way people are going to receive the energy that you're putting into it is going to be completely different on Instagram than it is Facebook. Um, The graphics should, in theory, be different. The way you write the content should be different. And I split test my posts. I did a post recently on my Facebook business page, which I don't do very often, and I went into storytelling mode. And I shared about, you know, some experience that I've had with... um, trusting people and you know and I just went deeper but I posted the same content on Instagram I just didn't go into storytelling mode I just went into the facts and so it's just the vibe the vibe of the two yeah I struggle with Instagram to be honest because I have a deception detector that is very very strong and very very sensitive so I know when there's a a VA or social media manager posting the comment or responding to my posts and my stories. I know. Oh, it's just that you're doing so great, sweetie. <laughs> like you're on fire. Go girl. I'm like, oh, fuck off. And that's what the vibe of Instagram is. That's a girl at the bar going, woo, more shots, more shots. Um, versus Ugh. Facebook where like, and today's perfect example, I've got comments on my post on my business page from last night. And and people are just getting into their experiences and sharing what they relate to with the content and their ideas and the concepts that they, you know, can refer to. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. And this is such an expression of, like, stop telling people Facebook is dead because it is not. It might be to the young people, you know, because we're old <laughs> and we still use Facebook. Um but yeah, it's definitely not dead. And if you are finding that Instagram's draining the freaking life out of you, it's probably because you aren't a woo girl. You're not I'm a not a woo girl. girl. Okay. Yeah. It makes me feel a little better that you say that. I still use it as you know, Stace. You post yeah. my content to both. I use stories on Instagram because it just feels really easy to do that and it goes to, to Facebook. But I still am struggling with the thought of letting it go and not caring about growing that space because it appears, and I I know where this is going in my mind, I can see it, it appears that people are being a lot more successful in that space. But again, is that just the woo girl vibe of I'm earning a hundred K a year oh, and, and I just bullshit. had a 50 K launch. We is, is that what that <laughs> is? <laughs> I mean, there, like, there are people really making that money. Trust me. Oh, I'm not um, saying there's not, but is that that woo, I made this money vibe? Yeah, is that yeah, what that is? It's, it's the people that are comfortable with those types of conversations and sharing that surface level stuff. Because honestly, the people that care about how much money you're making um, are the people that are those party girls and the, the surface level kind of content consumers versus me, I am really uncomfortable and I don't know what it is. And we've surveyed our audience and, and people would like to know a little bit more about the money side of things. I feel really uncomfortable saying, hey, I had a $25,000 month or, whoa, I got to 30 grand this month. Like, I hate that. I 
I prefer to share, like I've got big projects happening, I'm working with this person and I'm sharing stuff that I'm doing. That's evidence that I'm actually creating impact and it's showing what I'm doing. And I prefer to show the numbers. Like when I'm sharing testimonials from clients, I guess on like my one-on-one coaching um, information website page, my landing page, I've got you know, copies of text messages from clients in there where we do talk about the numbers. But again, like I would rather celebrate the fact that they had 150 people join their masterclass versus the fact that that turned into, you know, a 20K launch or, or beyond because I feel like it's just there's more impact there. And so that's why I don't enjoy consuming that content and I don't like creating that content either. Yeah, when the depth is left out. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really engage with, I've had a 50K month and I actually don't really believe you because I'm not getting the full story. And it's not that I think, oh, it's a lie. It's more that, well, what about this made this real? Who's joined? What does it mean? I I think that might be the meaning of it actually Mm. is being left out with an entire focus on the money. And the spiritual women coaching the whole, yes, I'm making 50 K a month because you're consuming my content that says I'm making 50 K a month. And that's how I'm making my money. But keep telling you because I'm making money. (laughs) Yeah, it's gross. It is gross. But um, Mm. it's, it's honestly just checking in, like sitting with it and thinking, like, where do I fit? Where does my energy fit? Where does it feel good to invest the most energy into social media? If this is where you're looking to create organic reach and, and real human connections and that sort of stuff. Because, like, obviously we love Facebook groups. We'll shout it till the cows come home. Facebook groups have made us millions. And, um, you know, it's it's not something we shy away from telling people they need to be... No engaging with groups and creating their own group and and using those. Um, But, yeah, it's just it's finding really where you fit. Something else someone said to me not that long ago was that where do your people hang out? And that really touched me as well because while I've created some amazing connections on Instagram, which I still have now, I find that the women seeking more depth – seeking more connection, seeking more power in their business at that real core level are often more on Facebook. So it feels better. Mm. It feels stronger for me to go there than invest too much time in Instagram. And to be honest, engaging on Instagram feels like effort. So that's a sign in itself. That is a sign. I love engaging in Facebook groups. I do that naturally. I do that without even thinking, actually. I just see something on my newsfeed and I'm like, oh, something to share or a conversation to have here or even something to get into the depths of and and get into a a (laughs) bit of a debate about. That's easy. That feels easy. It feels effortless. Whereas when I think... When you said, go and engage with seven people before this post goes up at this time, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then it gets heavy and then I'm uninspired and then I start putting pressure on myself about the content. It's a very clear pattern. So another thing to pay attention to is watch your patterns. Notice where you are feeling elevated, what you're doing, who you're engaging with. And if that energy does drop, watch what's happening there too, because you can start to disrupt that pattern. And it gets easier to notice what's going on. Mm. 
Yeah, it was interesting. I had a bit of a, uh, not an altercation, but just a conflict of <laughs> ideas with someone who was a LinkedIn specialist. And I'm, they were trying to sell me their services. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay, dude. Like, my audience isn't hanging out on LinkedIn. Like, I, for my digital marketing business, probably could be doing more over there, but I don't need to. Um, and so, like, uh, he, he's, and he's like, no, but your people are there. And I'm like, well, the spiritual mission-driven women that I have in my community are not hanging out on LinkedIn. And then he sent me a whole bunch of screenshots of these spiritual groups on LinkedIn. And he's like, see, see, there are people that are spiritual on there. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, no, no, they're really not. And, you know, I, I work with enough of them to know that they're not hanging out on LinkedIn because it's not the vibe. That's I don't like, like it. It's too corporate for me. It, yeah, and it is. It's like it's the it's like yeah, just that professional kind of energetic space that just is completely um, different than the human side of things. It's it's, it's not where I want to be. Yeah, I get <laughs> job offers coming through LinkedIn, and mm. I'm like, what? what? People come to me through LinkedIn just what I see in my emails saying, we've got this position we'd like you to apply for. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, there's no energy there. There's no passion there. I don't feel alive on LinkedIn. I just don't. And and like, it's just, yeah, again, it's just about finding the platform where you do. And I know that coaches have huge success on LinkedIn and you can have cool conversations and post lots of awesome content. And like, it's, it's a good space, but to my audience, they are not hanging out there. So therefore, I'm not going to invest any energy over there. And, you know, I often talk about when you're establishing your personal brand and looking at the social media platforms, that it is it is important where are your people hanging out. It's a question that I ask all the time. But not only that, like, when are they hanging out as well? Because that all does make a difference. And, you know, I I say not to niche down yourself and I don't worry about client avatars as such, but that is just that that simplicity of where are your audience? Yes, and I find them on Facebook, personally. I find them in groups. Mm. We had someone comment on a post that I commented on that they were loving this podcast because... I shared that we have just started <laughs> yep. this and you might well, like this one if that you're a business if they're listening to this episode. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was so inspiring. That was another spark of motivation that keeps me going for another week. And that was some beautiful woman who I didn't expect to meet through a post that she didn't write. So I find those connections come a lot more easily there. And yeah. I don't get that on Instagram personally. I just and I don't want anyone to feel like if they are a woo girl, like a party girl, and they love Instagram, that there's anything wrong with that because there's not. Because I love Instagram, I do love Instagram. Well, I have previously, not so much lately. I wish, <laughs> I wish but, I was a woo girl sometimes because I think life would be so much easier. <laughs> yes, and I look at like those posts that are like this is how you make ten thousand dollars a month and then it's got like three different ideas of price brackets and how many clients you're going to get like how many posts like that are out there on instagram and it's so surface level just crap 
And it's just so, like, brain-numbingly stupid and it'll have, like, 96 <laughs> comments underneath it. I'm just like, like, ah, <laughs> uh, drives me. Yes, but there's the 96 comments underneath it. There so is. It would just wouldn't it be easier to just be able to embody that and, yeah, to just be able to show up in that way? But I can't. It's not me. It's not who I am. No. I'm fierce. I'm... A disruptor. Yeah, I will come in and be an inferno that will piss everyone off. I'm not a wee girl. Yeah. And the thing with Instagram is that it's been in this constant evolution over the last, like, I dare say, like, 18 months, to be honest. And with the introduction of Reels, things have been really disrupted over on that platform. They had those major outages on Halloween on the 31st of October, our, our time. And um, there is a lot that has been shifting and moving with their algorithms and the reach and, and lots of huge influencers complaining that Instagram is dead. And I think that that has been reflected in their numbers and the feedback that they've been getting. And Mossery did come out and say that they are altering the algorithms now to see reels and graphic content like posts and carousels as equal and not favoring reels, which makes me really freaking excited because I spend the most time, like the app that I spend the most time on, honestly, is TikTok because I don't call it social media because it's not social at all. It's an entertainment app Um, and I find it very entertaining. But Instagram is trying or was trying to be TikTok to take over this huge flow, this influx of um, entertainment media that was happening over on that platform and Instagram lost its identity and reels were introduced and I hate them on Instagram because you don't consume them them the same. They're just trending uh, unoriginal pieces of garbage (laughs) and I I unfollow at least like five people a day when I see them do stupid voiceovers or dances and things I'm like "Ah," you know like bye I I can't stand them but I also can't stand them I've accidentally clicked on the reels tab a few times and I'm just like this is just not even related to anything that I'm interested in so it it just it wasn't right and the people have spoken. The tribe has spoken. You've been voted out Instagram. Like people just want the old one back. And that's really good feedback that we're getting that it is shifting back again to something. Thank Hmm. the goddess because like algorithms do play a part. If you're not willing to submit to trends, I refuse to do reels. I refuse. I cannot stand them. I am not willing to change who I am and what I do for algorithms. I mean, you don't have to. But that's the way that these um, trending sounds get pushed out and then people are just doing the same thing over and over. It's just awful. Um, But I think that, yes, with integrity, like I do reels every now and then, but I don't do the trending sounds or anything like that. It's very much just me. Um, But, yeah, I just think, like, anyone who says that they're they're building their business organically and having accelerated growth on Instagram and who denies worrying about the algorithms or the insights, they're, like, honestly just not being truthful or they have a team that does that for them. Go to their feed and see how many reels they post. And these were amazing content creators who I loved engaging with um, at that time when they weren't focusing on reels because of algorithms. But you can see 
that people have been focusing on the algorithms. I get so frustrated. I get so irritated by these lies when you can actually Mm. see that they are following fucking algorithms. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just such a, like, I see it all the time. There's organic growth, you know, specialists are saying, oh, you don't need to worry about the algorithms. You don't need to worry about hacking the algorithms. You just show up and magic happens. And that's a very small percentage of people that that would ever work for. And I can guarantee you that I've worked with big names that have had a huge following where it looks like it's all organic and it's amazing, but there is so much on the back end peddling, pushing algorithms, checking insights and and numbers and statistics, like all of that stuff on the back end. And they do ads. They do ads. There's nothing wrong with ads. Love ads. Um, No, but when they say they don't, we've talked about that before, but yeah, 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 it will come up again. um, Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like something good's happening with Instagram and hopefully we can see that those creators that weren't there before this change can have some really good growth and get their message out there because um, it's incredibly difficult for a normal person to have accelerated growth on their platform right now um, unless they are talking about the surface level stuff and getting shared over and over because of that surface level stuff. And, you know. um, Oh, it was frustrating when nine out of ten posts in your feed would be reels. Yeah, And I would just unfollow, 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 because I didn't want to see that. I don't want to engage with people who used to do amazing posts and I'm getting nine out of, of 10 reels on my feed. So I can't say how relieved that I am that that's changing and perhaps I'll return to that space a little more now. Yeah, we'll, mm. we'll see that shift happening, but um You know, I do want to mention, (laughs) because this is like my passion point when it comes to creating content, that if you are thinking about creating content and all you're thinking about is social media, you need to have a shift in focus. I mean, if you are really, really wanting to build your business in the organic space and you're only creating social media content, you are limiting your reach and your impact significantly. And I just want you to think about once a week going live, like honestly, that's going to do wonders for your business, but also looking at alternative content spaces like YouTube, Pinterest, a podcast, a blog, whatever that looks like for you and your business. I really want to stress this, that social media is not enough. It's, it's, it needs to be a different approach for you to really have success. And I know, Em, I've been on at you about this. For sure. And that's perhaps next week's conversation about reaching outside of social media, which in a way mm. feels more safe, even for those of us who are in a bit of resistance there. Like Things outside of that can actually amplify this experience we're having on social media. Yeah. So and it's not talked let's about have a enough conversation. that those actually no. do grow your Insta- your like Instagram and Facebook profiles significantly because people find you elsewhere and it gets so shared from somewhere else. So, yeah. Let's talk about that next week. I think we that would be a really great conversation to move into 
as we close this one. Yes. So have you got anything left that you want to <laughs> I mean, deliver? We could, we could sit here for another hour and I know that this I is know. a long episode. This is a long ass yeah. episode. But yeah, I'm just looking at the clock it. going, wow, well, we have been here a long time now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you've listened to this whole thing in one chunk, thank you for sticking with us. If you've come back and listened to a bit later, um, I c- totally respect that. Yeah, this has been a long episode. We have very – there's so much to share about this particular oh, yeah. subject. And we could keep going, and but we won't. Um, but, yeah. We talk more about personal stories in this one, which is relevant. But, uh, yeah, you got to see a little more of us today instead of hearing just our opinions on things yeah so i am going to say goodbye stace goodbye to you all and i'm sure stace and i will be chatting later today i have no doubt about that actually but uh we will be back with you very very soon so have an amazing day have an amazing evening have an amazing week yeah bye-bye Join us over on our Facebook community group, which is Mission Driven Women. We would love to see you there to continue the conversation. See you guys. Bye.